up, everything. Hockey is back, except where it isn't. And more importantly, Ian is off of COVID protocols. As the Blues prepare for a bitterly cold winter classic, I'm preparing to weep bitterly when the inevitable Tarasenko trade still happens. I just want my sweet Russian boy to stay home and be happy. Is that so much to ask? It is. So let's get started, and let's go Blues! Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to the Two Guys One Cup podcast. It is, I don't even have a friggin' clue, Thursday, December 30th. And we're here. We're here together in one place after Ian has, he's done it. He's done it. He's beaten the wretched virus. I am stronger. That's right. Do you know officially if you had Omicron or is it? up in the air. Uh, I don't think they tell you. I mean, Mm. I'm sure the government knows, but I don't know. (laughs) Why would you need to know? Why would they tell me? That's right. Do I have a new variant? Maybe. You've got the dreaded tau variant. Yeah, I beat its butt. That's right. Congratulations. How was it? Was it suffering? Just all all suffering? very mild. Yeah. You know, get vaccinated, uh, rest up. Be a pillar of human health like yeah, Ian yeah. already is under the worst of circumstances mm-hmm. and you're you're good to go you can't take me out that's right well fortunately you know Ian I don't know if you know this but everyone in the world had COVID right at the same time right? you did so there was no hockey there was nothing going on we did have Christmas so you know Merry Christmas to Merry, everybody Merry we, belated Christmas we missed uh we missed what about Kwanzaa yeah and uh, that's multiple days right it's, I don't have any idea to be honest I think it was the 26th this year it maybe? was um, but, uh, you know, and whatever you celebrate, I hope it was a good one. Mm-hmm. Maybe you celebrate St. Stephen's Day, but just that on the 26th. And so, you know, enjoy <laughs> whatever you're into. Do whatever it is you That's do. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was the right week for you to get horribly sick again because... Wasn't, wasn't crap for us to discuss anyway. Can you smell things again now? I think, I think I'm getting there. I smell, <laughs> every day I try and smell our white vinegar at home, and now my nose knows that it's pungent, mm-hmm. but it doesn't know what it is yet. But yeah. I can taste things, and I'll, I'll take that. Can let you me, sm- let can me smell this. Smell this, Germex? No. No? I don't <laughs> not, think so. I got nothing. Maybe. It's, it's like, like that strong. It's anyway. like my... It's like it knows there's something going on yeah. there, but it can't. It's, it's like sleep. I'm supposed to nose. tell you something now, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Um, so yeah, so hockey canceled all its games from about December 20th, maybe. Spitball in mm. here. Yeah, the Blues' last game was against the Jets, mm. and they were already canceling Woo! games. That was a Paul Paul McCartney reference. Everybody, everybody got that right away. I'm sure, thanks to my mellifluous singing. But um, yeah, so they canceled all the games. It was a you know it was an extended Christmas break slash a get COVID under control break. Although it wasn't because they haven't and they really didn't. Mm-hmm. But today, 
this was today, right? That they officially, officially announced this? Or was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. They updated their COVID protocols in an agreement with the NHLPA. Uh, the National Hockey League Players Association and the National Hockey League announced today a modification to their COVID-19 protocols. The modification will reduce the isolation period after a positive test from 10 days to 5 days for fully vaccinated players, so not Tyler Bertuzzi. <laughs> I would love it if they just said for everybody but Tyler <laughs> Bertuzzi. Asterisk. Uh, who meet the required conditions. It also applies to fully vaccinated hockey operations staff, including coaches. The change was made in response to the new isolation guidelines for COVID-positive individuals issued on Monday by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Screw you, whatever the Canadian equivalent of that would be. Isn't it just like... It's like public Canada health. health or something. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Uh, while the changes apply on a league-wide basis, all personnel will still have to comply with the applicable health and safety resurrec- resurrections <laughs> regulations in their jurisdictions, including the federal and provincial COVID health and safety protocols in Canada, which may be more restrictive than the protocol. Maybe uh, specifics of the change to the protocol after a positive test can be found via the tweet link to the full resource. Wow, their official statement referenced a tweet link. So, a a baby step in the right direction. How do you feel about this? Now that you're a survivor, Mm -hmm. I feel like you had the right to speak first. Uh, I am a proud survivor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I guess it's it's the time, right? They gotta figure out some way to fix this because if you're not gonna do this in a bubble, which obviously they're not going to, then you have to, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta slowly but surely move on somehow, or you gotta give teams like we talked about before some avenue in order to like have cap relief or something, because mm-hmm. you can't just constantly be putting guys, new players, on restrictions and on these protocol lists, and then expect to finish the season on time. And I think that's their biggest deal, right? Like the NHL doesn't care. If half your team's got COVID, they don't care if they got to uh, cancel and reschedule games. They just don't care until they go, well, that means you're going to have to award, this, award the Stanley Cup in, you know, August. And they go, oh, no, never mind. And then they, no. <laughs> then they change their protocols because no. they go, we, we, we cannot do this. Um, I mean, I'm glad that it's going to bring a small bit of normalcy back to the league as much as you possibly can. And like we've said before, these players are super fit. They're all fairly young. They're kind of in that group that COVID really shouldn't be affecting them that poorly. Obviously, if they feel like they have symptoms and everything, then sit out, take it easy, do all the recommended stuff. But if you know, if you're if you're testing positive but you're asymptomatic, if they can test you five days later and you're back in, at least you're missing like a game or two games or something, and you're not missing like two weeks of games. Yeah. I mean, that would be that's a big bummer already and they had to do something before the playoffs like the nfl has changed their rules like in the last couple weeks and that's definitely because they're entering the playoffs um hockey had to do the same thing obviously sooner the sooner the better with that um, because you can't just have half the team missing in a playoff push or half the team missing in a playoff series i mean i hated having david prom missing and that was the only guy missing mm-hmm. uh due to covid when we played the avalanche so i can't imagine having it any worse than that i don't mean to completely derail your point but real quick i was scanning twitter for news and updates and stuff yeah. why did the blues travel to minnesota in a foo fighters chartered plane oh interesting <laughs> 
Isn't that weird? that's all that's available. I mean, that's what that is, isn't it? It's the yeah. Foo Fighters Do we logo? not know that that's Dave Grohl coming out there? <laughs> and the Ushanka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it may look like Ivan Barbashev, but that's Dave Grohl. They could, who could they, how could they possibly? If only Foo Fighters was doing the pre-game, post-game, you know, intermission music instead of whatever country <laughs> bumpkin they got. Somebody replied, nothing but the best for the boys, and no one responded to that. Someone's getting the best, the best, <laughs> the best, and then learn to fly. I really do, I would really like the story. I would I would like someone to explain Tweet why that's Tweet at Dave Grohl. That's right. Dave, why'd you give us your plane? Um, But yeah, I mean, I think... I think you had to make some change. I'm not sure this is the last change. They also made the changes with the taxi squad and the um, cap relief, finally, mm-hmm. thank God. And by the way, stop stop being the people that are like, oh, but when it was the Blues, you didn't care. First of all, we won all those games. Mm. So what do you care? Why, really, why are you upset? I know, it doesn't make a difference. And secondly... Like, it just is just a weak-ass look, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, nobody loves that we got screwed, but again, we didn't because we won, and it's not like it's not like they're, like, suddenly discovering that teams are getting COVID and playing shorthanded. The, the Lightning were affected around the same time as we were, and the Panthers and, like, yeah. top teams, too. It's just that this was the time they had to pause and discuss it and figure it, figure it out. So, And if your argument is that the league doesn't care about the Blues, my answer to you is correct. That's yes, correct. That's, that, is true. Gen- that is true. The, the general <laughs> feel, yeah, they, I mean, they don't. So just be like... Honestly, of the middle mid-level teams, they care about us more. Cause yeah, like, right. We at least we renovated our arena and we did sold the hell out of the Winter Classics yeah, and yeah. stuff. So like Gary probably thinks of us fondly the three times a year he remembers that we exist. <laughs> I think we're like top of tier two. Yeah, exactly. Maybe tier three. Tier three. Oh, we're the cream of yeah. tier three though. The cream. There's tier one's the original six. Yeah. And then tier two is like other big markets and top contenders. Your Pittsburghs, your Phillies. Yeah. 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 L. A. Your Vancouver's. Um, but and then we're top of tier three for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I do think at some point they're probably going to have to move to not testing asymptomatic players. To mm. that's um, what they're doing in the NFL, right? Right. right. Yeah. Okay. It's just we'll talk about this in a minute when we talk about the World Juniors, and I guess it can kind of be a transition. But it's just I, you know, again, I don't want to be the guy that's like ranting and raving about covid but at some point you either have the hockey leagues and you make them doable you make it so they can function and exist or you say sorry health is more important we're not doing this this year Mm. which is an alternative i guess you could say that's what the world juniors did but like not really because they started and they tried and you know i'm not I'm not going to tell anybody how they should feel or which one they should think is the right answer. But, you know, we've talked about a couple times recently, like, it's not like the virus is going away. It's not like we're not going to have to learn to live with it. And so these organizations, I think, are just going to have to move more and more towards living with it, you know, Mm. taking as many precautions as they can and protecting vulnerable people, of course, obviously, but like... You know, there are billions and billions of dollars on the line. The NHL loses, like, some 
a horrifying amount of revenue when they have to cancel a big game. It's like $30 million or something mm-hmm. they were supposed to lose from canceling some game. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, they're just going to have to figure something out because you can't live on this kind of knife's edge of like, you know, I, I tweeted the other day, we've talked, we've joked a lot about like pretend seasons and, you know, the Blues are still the official Stanley Cup champion and all that sort of stuff. But, like, if they let this just continue where there can be... Like, the Dallas Stars have, like, 15 players unavailable mm. because of COVID. Who was the other team? Montreal was, like, essentially yeah. their AHL team. Yeah. And if you let that happen for, like, the entire rest of the season, then that's gonna... This is the most of make-believe of the make-believe season. Mm. Just because you played 82 games in front of fans doesn't really count if Nathan Walker ends up as a 20-goal scorer, you know, with no disrespect to him. That's due to pure skill. That's right. Um, better than uh, better than Robert Thomas. Only Logan Brown and Ivan Barbashev going to drive him out of the lineup. So. Uh, so we did mention the World Juniors. They were obviously canceled. Bummer for me, and really only me. Um, no one else cared. I, am, I am the only person who invested in the World Juniors. No, I mean, I really do. I love the World Juniors every year. Um, they're so fun. It's like, although this year, actually, a little convenient for me, if I'm honest, because neither of the TV packages I have carry NHL Network. And it was a bitch to stream illegally. <laughs> and really? I really had to dig. Yeah, because like the one site... That you always use, I would never share or yeah. even use an illegal streaming of service. Not. But, um, but it, the one you use was it's like just NHL, and I'm like, so. But you have NHL Network, and I was like, no, because it's not playing NHL games, and I'm like, mm-hmm, that doesn't really add up. And then another one, another friend had also didn't have it, and I was just like, this. If is you hard illegally to stream stuff, Santa doesn't give you. a That's gift. right. He just not. <laughs> it's not good behavior. He doesn't care about it, but it's not good behavior. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we're a little late you probably already know this if you didn't get a gift this year yeah know. if and if you have a tattoo also that's probably yeah. why so um not only if you got one this year though if you had old tattoos you're fine um, <laughs> only this year <laughs> only if you got it this year right uh but yeah so this sucks and i really hmm i i'm trying to i'm trying to contain myself a little bit but I feel like they should have done this in a bubble. Even even though we're kind of past bubbles, I get it. I feel like for World Juniors to go on, they should have done it in a, like at least a, if you're going to do it in a semi-bubble, make it like 90% bubble instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, they're rubbing elbows with like people that are having a wedding at this hotel yeah. and everybody else. And it's like, man, of and course I've, they're going to get COVID. I've heard people say, well, the IIHF or these individual team teams would have to pay for that. Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure the IHF, IHF, IIHF could afford that. Yeah. Push comes to shove. But second, like, what's the alternative? The alternative is the friggin' tournament gets canceled. Or the other alternative, which nobody wants to do, and again, I get why, but maybe don't totally get why, is like, they're 16 year olds who are double vaccinated and they're fine. And they can play if they're asymptomatic, you know, Mm. like that's the other alternative and nobody's ready to cross that bridge yet. So this was kind of an inevitable outcome. And we saw it on Wednesday. 
Um, I guess on Tuesday, the U.S. had to forfeit a game against Switzerland because they have one positive test. Well, they had two, but in mm. some cases, one positive test was enough right. to cancel the whole game. So that's also another, like, you could never get that standard regardless. Mm. Um, and then on Wednesday, it was Czechia had to cancel a game first, and then somebody else had to forfeit, and then that's when they were like, okay, well, we just got to call it now. Um, they are trying to get it back together. It seems like they're going to make a pretty solid effort to arrange it to happen in sometime in summer, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which is cool. As long as they like allow all these players to come back, regardless of whether they are or are not 20 at that point. Right. If you um, can play in this one, you should be able to play in that one. Yeah. Then I'm, you know, it's at least it's something, but there were like German players taking pictures on the ice. Um, and there were some, some especially European players that were really critical of this decision. And I think part of the thing is like, you know, Americans, Americans, just generic Americans don't know what the world juniors are, obviously, mm-hmm. but like American and even Canadian hockey fans, like Canadians get really excited about the winter classic as long as their team's winning or about the world juniors, as long as their team's winning yeah. um, and make a big deal out of it. But like, if you're an Austrian hockey player, mm-hmm. chances are the world junior is your pinnacle. That's like the height of your hockey career. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the vast majority of Austrian players don't come to the NHL. Um, and, you know, you have leagues at home that you might play in, um, but... You're probably not against the best players in the world. Yeah, you're against other group. good yeah. Austrian players. So, um you know, can you name the top? Can you name the three Austrian no. players with more than 150 points in the NHL? Can you name one of the Austrian players? Can I name one? No. One of them? No. Uh, Give me a team they're on. What team are they on? One of them is currently on the Dallas Stars and has been in the league for like a decade. And we've talked about that this year for reasons. <laughs> And they have a and then what? What's the thing? This one, 100? he has one hundred and seventy-one points. He's the lowest of these three. Radic Fox. <laughs> it's Michael Roffel. Oh. Michael Grabner. By the way, those two one year apart. So when they were in World Juniors, that's probably the best the Austrian team's <laughs> ever been. And then Thomas Vanek actually is apparently Austrian. So. They also had the great Ray Podolsky, Shane Wielden, and Dominic Lavoie, as well as some other people. But anyway, my point is not a lot of Austrians make the NHL, so it really sucks for them when they can't do this tournament. So if they are going to do it, if they do it where these kids can play, then it's not the end of the world, um, but it sure does suck. Yeah, it's like it just... It stinks when, even for some of the Canadian players, right? Like, a lot of them will are drafted or, or can be drafted later on. And it's just like, there's still guys there that aren't going to make the NHL. Or are this is their their biggest their biggest height. And isn't this part of, like, the triple gold uh-huh. thing and everything? So, I mean, if you're not able to play in this tournament, it's like the pinnacle of your junior career before going pro. Yeah. Um, Owen stinks. Power had a chance... Um, to be the first player ever to win 
gold in the world championship and gold in world juniors before he played an NHL game. Uh, yeah. He had a hat trick? He had a hat trick. He did. So that was one of the two big moments was that Owen Power, the 2021 first overall pick, had a hat trick in his fir- in their first game. And then in Canada's second game, Connor Bedard, the presumed 2023 first overall pick, had a hat or had four goals in the game. Mm. So all that was waiting for was in their third game, which never got to happen, was for Shane Wright to have five goals. But no, Shane Wright is a bust. Yeah, he sucks. Poor Shane Wright, because everyone's like Shane who? It's all about Connor <clears throat> Bedard yeah, now. Yeah, we've we've moved past just Shane. Mm. Pain for Shane. That's not that's I mean, not a thing anymore. No one wants to. Um, no one wants to dump that year for Shane. <laughs> we got to be just good enough. So that we can also did, suck the next year. When did year. that start? Because I remember falling for Dolan, mm-hmm. but I don't remember one for Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews. But it must have. There must have been, right? I'm sure. McDavid. Get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> we'll workshop. We'll workshop. Uh, yeah, we got yeah. time. Yeah. We got time to go back to 2015. Yeah, that's right. I do remember falling for Dolan, Stalin for Dolan. Yeah. Was there tank for the tank? And that's what they call Connor David. <laughs> remember lose for Hughes, but let's lose go the for other Hughes. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, one's yeah. easy. That one is easy. Uh, uh, what's what's for Alexi Lafreniere? <laughs> Didn't we have one? Oh. <laughs> I I was like fall on your dare here for Lafreniere. That's right. Oh yeah. All right. Um, Cole Perfetti was actually leading the tournament in points, so that's gonna suck when he gets on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, and the other cool Matvey Michkov, who's a Jer- uh, Russian sixteen-year-old who's supposed to go right behind Bedard in the top three. There, he looked electric. Brad Lambert, who is a Canadian. Son, a son of a Canadian guy, but born and raised in Finland and playing on their team. Hmm. Uh, he had been thought of as a potential like top three pick this year, but he was doing kind of that Atu Ratty thing where he was sucking in Liga. <laughs> and since he was sucking in Liga, they like, he like, they were basically not, he's falling in the draft. You'll never be drafted. Yeah. And so. We can get him. Ratty eventually, as after being a potential first overall pick, went like mid fifties or something, um, and he was sinking like a stone. But he was having a great tournament through two games, um, and then the biggest Blues news that happened was a uh, Swedish defensive prospect Leo Luf uh, absolutely leveled a guy in the brain. And there were people on Twitter um, saying it was Queen Hit, and I'd just like to take a moment to tell those people you're very wrong. I'm sorry. A bunch of knuckle wrong. draggers. Um, when someone's head like whips around, whips out of the window while they're skating, uh, <laughs> that's probably a sign that they got hit in the head, you know? And it was bad. But, you know, it sucks that the tournament's canceled. I do hope they reschedule it somehow. Um, but it's still a mess, I think. <laughs> Don't want your head to whip out the window while you're driving. That's right. <laughs> um, but. <Stinky. laughs> That uh, notwithstanding, the Blues have returned to hockey action. God, this was fun last night. That was just a fun, fun game. If they had come back and looked real crappy, that would have been like understandable but depressing. Mm -hmm. But they didn't. Um, Barbashev, Bortuzzo, Joshua, and Neil are all on the COVID protocols list as of Sunday. Uh, So they 
could potentially maybe make the Winter Classic. I think they said Barbashev's Barbashev did to, travel, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they only said Bortuzzo and Joshua are the only two that didn't travel. Uh-huh. So, I mean, it sounds like... Sounds like Barbashev will play. Sounds like Sunquist will play because he didn't play yesterday. I think the only questionable one that <clears throat> did travel now is Shen. Okay. Uh, sucks for those guys. That's sad um, that they miss. Sad. Yeah. Thomas, Kyrou, and David Perron were all back. Bennington was back in net. Uh, Bucinavich was a late scratch with a regular illness, not so, a COVID, yeah, just regular a regular one. Um, so He has syphilis. <laughs> Maybe. No, he doesn't. He I mean, doesn't. Russian but people, I mean, he could. Like any other people, can get syphilis. I'm going to so. say 50 50. 50 50. 50 Take 50, it or leave 50. it. And the other 50% is the clap. It's with <laughs> syphilis or gonorrhea. Would you like to walk us through this game, Ian, since you took these notes? <laughs> like, would you like to tell us about gonorrhea? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you about the game. No, I won't tell you about gonorrhea. <laughs> Look it up yourself. Uh, this was a fun game. This is a fun game that I had to go rewatch the first three goals because I was in the midst of trying to rebuild the Buffalo Sabres in NHL 22, which oh, we'll wow. get to later. Um, but these goals were hot. They're spicy. There was a lot of action in the first ten minutes. Robert Thomas scores his third goal of the season, assisted by Tarasenko and Cairo. That was a fun line. That was pretty dope. You already have a Tarasenko, uh, Barbashev. Bushnevich line that was really good. Yeah, and now you you transition over to Tarasenko, Kairu, Thomas. That Pretty slick. Hot. They were so hot. Pretty last slick. Kairu uh, picks a pass off from Bouchard at the Blues blue line. He skates it out through the neutral zone, chips it into Edmonton's zone, past Dmitry Samorukov. Um, it's his first NHL game and a big uh, wah wah. Just uh oh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll do better next time. But this was not his game. Uh, he was pretty much a pilot on this one. Yeah. It's now two on zero with Thomas and Tarasenko. Thomas passes to Tarasenko because it's predictable. Mm-hmm. But then Tarasenko passes to Thomas, which isn't. Although it kind of is. Tarasenko likes to he likes to help his boys out. Mm-hmm. And Thomas tips the puck back door behind <clears> Smith. <throat> Uh, who's not a good goalie? Who Didn't plays he very like deep. elevate it too? It was pretty. Oh moved, yeah, wasn't oh it? yeah, that was pretty cool. It was top shelf. Yeah, where mom keeps keeps the cookies. That's always like that or peanut butter. I'm gonna say the alcohol, <laughs> the rhubarb, the rhubarb, <laughs> rhubarb, poisonous. Speaking of rhubarb, um, believes I believe we were talking earlier about uh, Great British Bake Off yeah, Christmas yeah. episodes when Henry made that rhubarb cake. Henry. You remember that one, though? That's the other one, Stephen. Matthew and Henri. Yeah, those okay. are your twins' names? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Your French twins. My French twins. <laughs> nice. But do you remember the rhubarb cake? Yeah. I thought that was stunning. I oh, thought yeah. that was really, really cool. I thought he was going to win. I honestly. did, too. I thought they were going to be like, look, Raul, you already won. You're the you champion. we got to give it to Ty, yeah. boy. Man, no, I they... think Paul's still pissed that he told him to shut out that one time. Oh, yeah. You know, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, like, you would just think that they would, like, have to give it to a non-winner. Yeah. But I think they're so, they, they don't they don't compromise on what they do on that That's show. Right. So yeah. they're like, no, if we're going to give it to the best, we're not just going to bend over backwards to please you, Henry. That's right. I like rhubarb. You have a lot of rhubarb stuff. I make rhubarb pie I've, here and there for holiday stuff. It's really good. I've had rhubarb pie. It's all right, but I'm not a huge tartness fan. Oh, I but, see. 
But I'm, I like it all right. I see a weak, a weak yeah, person. Yeah, I'm, I'm a simp. That's exactly right. Uh, but at least it's not black licorice. So Ooh, that we can agree. I'll on. eat a field of rhubarb before I eat a stick of black licorice. I'll tell you that I'll much. Eat a fucking belt before I eat black licorice. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Uh, if you like black licorice, send your hate mail elsewhere. Yeah, if you're, if you I don't want to hear just it. Just save us. Just spare us. I don't us. care if you like that shit. That's right. Uh, but I do care if you like Jordan Cairo's 10th goal of the Hey-o. season. Seven minutes into the period. Tarasenko hits Cairo with a stretch pass in the neutral zone. Cairo pulls a stutter step on who other but Samorukov. Oh, oh. buddy. Let's see. Freezes him hardcore. Cairo proceeds to walk around the poor boy. Went, went. Uh, Cairo in all alone drags the puck to his forehand, goes top shelf for the goal. Uh, spectacular! These these boys are one in a million. Mm-hmm. So fast, so dynamic. Uh, I love this line. Please don't break this line up. I, I want to see more. <sighs> the folks in Minnesota want to see a show. I do want to say. I mean, for the record. Robert Thomas does not have a place on this team when fully healthy. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about that shit on no. this? Ep- cause, no, because we were gone. I'm sorry. I really, I do not have any issue with Randy Carricker. Like, he's going to hear this. Who am I protecting? But this is how non-confrontational I am. <laughs> but that was one of the fucking worst takes I have ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Of just like, that was just like a Mike Francesca-esque like just totally dropping your marbles just all over the floor and not even caring about. That's what I mean, it's like you, it's not a hot take. It's just a bad. It's just take. Wrong. It's yeah. just fundamentally completely wrong. For anyone who didn't see it, Randy, Randy Carricker of One Hundred and One ESPN tweeted something about Craig Berube has a really tough decision when this team is full fully healthy because you can't break. Um, the Russian lineup and uh, Robert Thomas is not a fourth line player. So does he even fit out into the lineup anymore? And it was like, <laughs> first of all, he had Logan Brown in the top nine, which was like already a problem. But also, listen, the Russian line was really fun. They were really good. Mm-hmm. Robert Thomas can definitely replace Evan Barbashev on that line. I just, that's so bad. I just, I was so shocked. I was so shocked by he it. Was, he was riding the storyline really hard. Sometimes you get caught up in the story that is the Russian three, and you're like, you know what? You need to take a step back and realize what Robert Thomas is to this team and how much better he is than a lot of our centers already. Uh, just plug him in literally anywhere yeah. down the middle. Um, he is like a general. He's not like you know. He's not Connor McDavid, but he's the kind of player you build a generation of your team around. You build them around one or two or three of those guys, mm. and they're just like, yeah. But what about Ivan Barbashev's pretty hot though? You know, yeah, like you can't get Nathan Walker out of the lineup. What are you going to remove Dakota Joshua from the lineup? Yes, I am. Yeah, easily. I, I certainly am. Thank I know. You. I think this proves a point too because it's like you plug them all in and they all worked. So no reason to hesitate. Yeah. No reason to worry. Robert Thomas certainly didn't look like he'd missed a step in this game. I always wondered that too. So like when a team's hot and then you plug someone else in and you're worried like it's going to destroy the chemistry. You know, even if they're a better player, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. You guys are hot. Don't you know? Don't put this other guy in. Don't screw up what's working. But like, if it fucks it up, 
then you go back to what was working. Yeah. It'll work. It's not like it's not like you lose it and then it never comes yeah, back exactly. to you. I don't quite understand why you don't just try out the better players in the lineup when they're there's, available. There's so much just like straight up voodoo in hockey, mm. like mindsets, you know, that they're just like, well, we can't mess with it. And it's like, but you, that's literally your job. And it's like... Mm. Joel Quinville doesn't believe in momentum. Well, Joel Quinville doesn't believe in having a job. Fucking <laughs> 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 rip! Oh... <laughs> uh, P. Um, Leon Dreisaitl scores his 24th goal of the season. The league-leading 24th goal. Good lord. It looks weird to read when you're looking at Thomas with three, which granted he doesn't score goals. And Jordan Cairo with ten. They're like, ah, Leon Dreisaitl's 24th. <laughs> I, re- uh, I really want that Dreisaitl jersey, jo- Ian. Yeah. I don't know why I called you Jordan. I'm so sorry. Because I just texted Jordan. That's why. <laughs> but You knew why. Um but I really... I, yeah, you I don't think, want to be a Connor McDavid simp. I think that's right. I think I don't. I've got... <laughs> I like how Leon Dreisaitl was like, obviously no yeah, one Leon Dreisaitl. Nobody's got a Leon Dreisaitl jersey, you crazy. What a Yamamoto. Right? Ooh, that's right. Evan Bouchard, Evan perhaps, Bouchard. who we're talking get about. A, get a, a cuckoo. cuckoo. Yeah, get a Miko yeah. Koskinen. No, no. No, bridge too far. I, doesn't seem like I should be investing in Dmitry Samaruka. I, mean, hey, I don't know. They're cheap. They're not right. clearance. <laughs> First game of the season. Uh, yeah, Dry said, oh, what do you want to know? I mean, he's a good. He scores. He's good. What do you want to know? Like, what do you want to know about Ian? Oh, yeah, Dry said, oh, you know. There's everything. no screen. There's, I was like, that's there's got to right. be a screen. No screen. He's just very good at shooting the puck. He beats mm-hmm. Bennington clean. That's, that's, that's what you're going to do when you score 24 goals thus far in a season. Uh, second period opens up. Evan Bouchard opens up the scoring of that one to tie the game 2-2. Uh, McDavid had a fun little play where he hit the crossbar and uh, definitely would have gone in if it was a little bit lower because Bennington couldn't cover it with his, his shoulder. Bennington's kind of fallen over a little bit. The puck ricocheted off the crossbar, hit the boards off to the side. Uh, Bouchard grabbed the puck for anybody else, and he just flipped it on net. And this one was a screen. There was uh, Mikola and Hyman in front of Bennington. Kind of finds its way through a little seeing-eye shot. It's 2-2. I was still feeling pretty confident because there's a stat that says the Edmonton Oilers, as good as they've been, are 0-10 when uh, trailing in the first period. Or entering the second period trailing. So So that's like all their losses. Yeah, that's like, yeah. They always are winning in the first period when they win games. Otherwise, big fat loss. Um, And that was the case here. Vladimir Tarasenko scoring his 13th goal of the season uh, four minutes later, assisted by Cairo and Falk. Falk passes the puck to Cairo. At the right boards, at the Oilers' blue line, Cairo bumps the puck to a streaking Tarasenko. Bova drives the net, lifts the puck over Smith's blocker, and scores. hey And I gotta tell you, Duncan Keith. Duncan, 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 Duncan. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Wakey, wakey, Duncan. I know, that's I know that saying. wasn't you, but do it anyway. Yeah, he's in no man's land. That's what I wrote here. He's in no man's land. He's not defending Cairo. He's not defending Tarasenko. Perhaps he needs to wakey, wakey up. <laughs> like, I just, like... Someone pointed out on Twitter, someone someone much better at tweeting out GIFs and whatnot. Uh-huh. Not the GIF bot, though. Step it up, GIF bot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was basically just analyzing how far away Duncan Keith is from both of the players that <laughs> have the puck and are going to have the puck. He's like literally in the circle, and the play is driving towards the net, and it's like... No one's going over there, Duncan. No one's coming near you. I'm prepared, though, if they do. Yeah, if they are, my fucking 38-year-old ass will be over here. Uh, great. Good stuff. And third period, we put the game away. Brendan Sod's 12th goal of the season in the power play. It's pass around the horn. Tarasenko to Krug to Perron. One time's done that. Sod beats Keith to the rebound again. Duncan, Jesus. 
and swats a puck past Smith. It's a good goal. It's four two. It's a great. It's a great victory. It's uh, winner winner Christmas dinner, Ooh. as J.K. would say. Or is J.K. doing? Do you want me to do J.K. doing John Madden? J.K. loves doing John Madden impersonations. <laughs> that was not good. It was no, not good. It was bad. Much was... like Mike Smith is not good against the Blues. Yeah, yeah. John Madden impersonation. Rest <laughs> and, in peace, R.I.P. Uh, gave me gave me goosebumps, but in a bad way. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh no, J.K. Boom. No. He's like, he's going. He just went too fast. Yeah. He was like, boom. There he goes. He's got. Oh yeah. I'm like, what's a what? <laughs> I'm like, dude, so that's dead. that's John Madden on drugs. Yeah. Again, R.I.P. Yeah, was absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> as the podcast comes to a screeching halt for our long-winded yeah, John Madden that's uh, right. eulogy. Did you see on Twitter the few people who are like, um, are we honestly memorializing John Madden when he institutionalized a violent sport oh, yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Like, people will chase their take. clout in any way. Oh, yeah. My favorite part about that is, like, you're right. If John Madden hadn't come along, probably nobody else would have thought of making an NFL video game. <laughs> football, football never yeah, be the same. Exactly. When people say that. They mean it would be different, but they don't mean it would have gone away. Yeah, exactly. Uh, pretty sure we could have had Jimmy Johnson football <laughs> or... You know, oh, Terry Jimmy, Bradshaw. Jimmy Johnson or, probably wouldn't have to do them, them boner pill commercials. That's right. If he had, that's right. Uh, John You'd be all right, money. Jimmy. Uh, he needs to Jimmy his job. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they got him, right? That's why they got that's him. That's right. Of course it is. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko is uh, really good, and I would just like to say, Vova, don't go. Va. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. In his last 10 games, he has 13 points. Tonight, he scored his 39th career game-winning goals. How many points do you have on the season as a whole, Ian? Do you know that? No. You're also sitting behind a I computer. Can, I can Google it, but, <laughs> but, your, but your fingers are um, moving. I'm all, right. Right. <laughs> all right. Can I venture a guess? Uh, 31. He has 32 points <gasps> in 32 games. 13 goals, 19 assists. Uh, we used to talk about how we hoped that Vladimir Tarasenko might be a fraction, like 70%, 80% of the player he used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's almost all of it. I'm not sure the shot is quite there, mm-hmm. um, but he has 13 goals. He's on pace probably for close to 30, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, of course is not his pinnacle at 40, but also he's playing a more well-rounded game now. He's uh, assisting his teammates a lot more. Mm. Um, I bet when he had the 40 goals, he did not have more than 40 assists. I mean, I know he must not have because Param was just our first point per game <laughs> player. Um, so uh, I, I think he's a better player overall. 34 assists that year he had 40 goals. So, um, yeah, it just, um, I really. He's looked great. He's looked consistently great. Obviously, he's had some streaks where he was has cooled off like he always does. But he really is doing things the right way. You know, I have heard no indication that he has backed away from the trade request. You know, maybe you're hopeful out there that if he's got this kindred relationship with Barbashev and Buchnevich now, and maybe he'll want to stick around. Uh, anything's possible. But... I sure um, hope. You know, I think part of it for for Armstrong's got to be like if if he's playing this well all year, mm-hmm. 
even if he's like, yeah, I don't need to be traded. Like Barbara or Armstrong probably needs like some assurances that he wants to resign or you probably still have to trade him, mm-hmm. you know, cause you've let, let a lot of good players walk in free agency and you could probably get a King's ransom for one year of this good Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, so, you know, it's, it's tough and I don't want to think about him leaving, but I'm just going to try and, you know, don't cry because it's over smile because it happened. And that's where I'm, that's the mindset. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'll be screaming at the sky when he's traded. I think regardless of what team you were to get traded to, I think I'm going to have to get a jersey. Tarasenko jersey. You could oh, honestly, yeah. we could trade him Blackhawks and I get a Blackhawks Tarasenko oh, jersey. Sure. Part of me would actually be Black pretty Hawk excited. Jersey, yeah, They're the, pretty Because you can get away with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike was exactly. like, um, Would you yeah. go away or home on the Blackhawks? I think I'd go away. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I like those. That's the classic vibe. Um, Kairu also had a three-point night. He's real good, huh? He's pretty, mm, pretty, good, pretty good at hockey. Uh, Bennington made... Some great saves. Barubi won his 200th game as an NHL coach. Uh, you want to prepare this little oh, quiz yeah, yeah. you've drummed up for me? Yeah, Barubi, uh, he's only the seventh person in NHL history to play a thousand or more games in the league and win 200 games as a coach. He joins Randy Carlisle, Bob Pulford, Craig McTavish, Red Kelly, Brent Sutter, and Larry Robinson. Uh, I thought maybe. So it's already hint. I thought maybe that one of these guys would have played the most games and won the most uh-huh. games as a coach, um, but no. So there's two different guys. One has played the most games of those uh, six there, and one has won the most games as a coach. So who played the most games? Randy Carlisle is the uh, crossbach guy, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> You want to get a load of this tough guy? <laughs> uh, I love that. I love that Brian Whitney's impression of Ray, of uh, Larry Randy Carlyle is like a 1930s movie gangster. <laughs> Crossbar. <laughs> um, I really think that the answers are Randy Carlyle and Larry Robinson. <laughs> But I don't have any... I'm going to say Larry Robinson played the most games. I think... I will look away. There you go, look away. Who did you say played the most games? I guess Larry Robinson. Correct. Larry Robinson did play the most games. How many? I think it was like 1,300. Um, And Craig Berube's on this list too, huh? In both of these categories with these yeah. guys. Crazy. Uh, <laughs> Wild. Just, yeah. Is he, hmm, Brent Sutter was, was he one of our coaches? I think so. This is where, this is where someone, someone much older yeah. than us is screaming. Yes. Screaming in yes, their car. Yes, of course he was. I'm being an idiot. I'm being an idiot. I'm being an idiot. Um, my brain don't work so good, people. You gotta... You got to give us some, uh, give me some forgiveness, you know, because my brain is not great. Um, now I'm just looking up. No, he was not a, he was not a voice scout. Which so. center was it? I, we should know this. Brian, Brian, Brian Sutter. Because he played, okay, we did he played we his did whole it. career. Yeah, <laughs> no, was our captain it. and most important player. We're so sorry, older cats. Yeah. Old Deuteronomy is pissed. He is pissed off because he knows the history of this team. All right. Uh. Mm, ah, screw it. Randy Carlisle coached the most winning games. I think 
You are correct. Yeah! Crossbar! <laughs> Woo! I'm excited. I'm glad that I got those. I'll tell you, the reason I got those, though, is because I have heard of only Craig McTavish of the rest of <laughs> I know. Guys. I was like, that would have been one of my um, other <laughs> Uh, you never heard pretty of cool. Bob Pulford? Yeah, I'm still not like a uh, Baruby stan, but at this point I think he's probably getting another contract here, um, barring some huge turn of events. Mm-hmm. So, and I can't, what's my argument against it going to be, you know? I don't know. You have no water. To be fair to him, he's at least... Um, He's at least, he seems to be more good about, like, letting kids play and stuff like that. Mm. Um, he's not screwing with Perunovic or Kairou or uh, Thomas too much. And mm. even cost him when he was healthy, he was getting a lot of time. And now he's back and getting time. So, <sighs> there's nothing. I can't be too mad. I don't think he's a great tactician. Um, or And I think he's pretty terrible at adjusting <laughs> in-game. But. I was say, yeah, we'll see if the playoffs are in the cards, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's if we get bounced in the first round again, it might be a different story. But uh, so that's the end of the Blues game. We've got uh, some some stuff to do this weekend for the Blues. We'll talk about that in a minute. But before that, Ian, why don't you take us through to a little world known as Chell and your Chell. Buffalo Sabers rebuild? How's that going? Did you unload the Jeff Skinner camp uh, oh, contract? Yeah, very, very did easily. you trade Tage Thompson? I did. Ugh, tell us all about it, Ian. <laughs> so this was... I've never really played through um, be a GM mode at all, really. I think I always try, and then I get overwhelmed with all the options, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. This is too much work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started watching Jesse Blake of the Steve Dangle podcast do his Buffalo Sabres rebuild in mm-hmm. NHL 22. And it was actually a lot of fun. I've watched like four four straight hours of this thing. Oh, yeah? Um, I'll have to check it, it out. It's pretty entertaining. Jesse's very entertaining. I think the only frustrating part is sometimes you can see the chat recommending him he do something, and I'm oh. like, that's a smart idea. And he's like doing something else and completely misses. I'm like, no, <laughs> Jesse, no, no, listen to the chat. Find that trade. Hit find trade. <laughs> um, so I figured... I know for a fact, spoiler alert, I know for a fact, due to listening to the Steve Dangle podcast, that he does not uh, win the Stanley Cup in his five years as GM Oh no! the Buffalo Sabres. I believe he gets to the Is finals. Is he simming everything? Yeah, he, sim- he sims through the season completely, and then I think for some streams, he's like, simmed the game, but you can watch the game oh, sort okay. of thing. So, like, they just watch the computers duke it out. Oh, nice. Um... So I was like, I wonder if I, I'm like, let's see if I can do better. And then I realized there's all these options where you can like turn off paying for the mortgage Uh and like turn off like hiring and firing the coach and all the scouts. I'm like, okay, cool. The computer can do all that crap. And I was like, and they can even make my lines because that's the coach's job Mm -hmm. or whatever. Although sometimes I look at them like, you know what? I'm going to make these lines. (laughs) That's, That's bullshit. They had, like, middle stat like as, like, my top center. I'm like, uh, no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I started got, there. He's got middle in his name for a reason. Yeah, he's so. in the middle of my fourth line. That's right. Um, so, Buffalo, as you probably know, the old Shipberg team, not very good. Um, Jesse's team, when he started, still had Jack Eichel, so he got to have, you know, the bell of the ball and be like, hey, 
what can I get for Jack Eichel and all these different teams? Uh, I did not have Jack Eichel. I already had Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck. So I was like, okay, that's good enough, I guess. <laughs> so the biggest problems were Jeff Skinner and Kyle Ockpo. So um, I managed to finally upload Jeff Skinner and like a second round pick and a third round pick in like two different years to Minnesota mm-hmm. uh, for two other picks that were just later in those rounds. That was it. And I was like, I cleared $9 million off my book. Sweet. I did the same for Akposo, I think, for just picks. Uh-huh. Uh, if they were shitty enough picks. <laughs> and that was fine. And I can't remember who I sent them to. Um, but yes, then I we needed a goalie. Because Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell are not cutting it. And so I traded Tage Thompson and the second round pick. Because Buffalo's got like a bazillion of them in 2023. And Tukarski. Because I need to move a goalie to get Chris Drieger off of the... Uh, or off of the uh, Seattle Kraken. I took him out from behind the shadow of uh, Drew Bauer, and now he gets to be my starter. And I sim through my whole season, month by month. And October and November and December were pretty good. We were like 28 and 14 or something like that. 25 and 14. I was like, ooh. Nice. My moves weren't even all that good, but okay. <laughs> and then the game caught on, and then I like went on like two separate eight-game losing oh. streaks. And... Uh, Got to the trade deadline, moved back post, so did all that fun stuff. But there are like, there are like seven, six or seven UFAs at like forward alone. And then I also have like two or three on defense. And I'm just going to let them all walk because none of them have any trade value to (laughs) me. Uh, I want to trade Will Butcher at the deadline. I want to trade Eric Stahl because I signed him to a one-year deal because I need to fill a gap uh, at the deadline. But I uh, literally ran out of time at the end because I was like, please, I just want a few better picks. I don't want a fifth and a fourth for Will Butcher. I want like a third and a fourth <laughs> or a second and a fourth. And every single time they'd be like, mm, no, no. And then I ran out of time. So it's like rats. So they're just going to walk. And the next time I can inform you about who I pick in free agency because I have like $49 million in cap space this year. Do you know who's coming free? That Yeah, Johnny Goudreau. I basically need... I need another forward line completely. Like, so do you want to be totally competitive come this next year? No, I want or to you be want to like have be better. And I want to be still better. Building? Okay, gotcha. So like, I need a whole first line more or less because uh-huh. Cousins, Tuck, and Olafson are like a functioning second line. Uh huh. But I'm like, I literally have no one better than those three <laughs> at forward. Like. Um, Henestroza got me a lot of assists this year, and I was like, "Hey, you play pretty well. I'd like to sign you to a decent deal." He's UFA, but this dude wants like five million. I don't know what this games deal is, but if you hit UFA, they just like double your contract. <laughs> like I would like double what I made. I'm a little worried about that for like this UFA oh, July yeah. first time when like uh, Goudreau, who's like makes you know six and a half instead of asking for like eight and a half, is gonna be like. I'd like 12.5 and I'll be like is this what the game's gonna be like stuck at and it won't let me go underneath that because F that um Goudreau would be nice I'd take Perron even um I don't think there's a lot of centers I think there's like Tomas Hurdle is like a center but not even really mm. who's available so I might have to like trade for a center or something but like there's a fair amount of wingers um defense I think they have like who's the Lindholm is that a duck Right, Hampus Lindholm. Yeah. yeah, he's up. I'm like, okay, I could take him. I need someone on defense because, like, really, I'm letting Will Butcher walk. 
I'm letting like Colin Miller walk. I just have like Dolly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we'll keep you, but I need I need some some uh people to fill those gaps. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited. I'm excited to be able to have so much money that I can spend anywhere. But I don't want to get too crazy because I also kinda wanna see who's up for UFA the next year. Also Matthew Kachuk's an RFA. Mm-hmm. I kind I like I know they have to be all my picks, but I'm like I'm kinda willing to do it, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It is Matthew Kachuk, so right. man, the boys could happen. So that's... <laughs> right. I think after I do, I set it to only five years because I was like, I'll do the same. If I can't get him to win the cup in five years, we'll just say F it and switch teams. Uh-huh. I think at that point, I want to try to uh, see what I can do with someone like, I think you were saying Dallas. I kind of want to do Dallas because I kind of just want to take... Sagan and Ben and Randy Love and uh-huh. just trade all of them. Like, what can he give me? What can he give me? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's actually been a lot of fun. I really didn't. I've always hit that same wall of like, this is too complicated. And when I stripped it back a little bit, I'm like, okay, this is much better. That's cool. Also, uh, for this season, the Minnesota Wild beat the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, in six games to win the Stanley Cup. Oh. so sad. Yeah, that's a you very, know who won, who was very the, believable Stanley Cup final. Who won the year. playoff MVP? Oh, uh, Joel Erickson Eck. Aw, it's like of course, of course. Uh, you when you think uh, playoff MVP, like Joel Erickson Eck. <laughs> You put his name on the Stanley Cup there, right next to Wayne Gretzky and Paul Coffey. Yeah. Know who gets like points leader all the time, even goals all the time? Huh. Both in my league and then I saw in Jesse's league got like the Art Ross and everything. I mean, it makes sense, but it's just kind of weird too. Patrick Kane. Huh. Like, they'll have Connor McDavid will be like fourth or fifth, and like Sidney Crosby will be way up there too, yeah. who's not really anymore. Sure. But Patrick Kane's like always like 110 points and like huh. 54 goals. I'm like, That's okay, okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fun. I'm, I'm trying to pick who I want to do. I've thought about pretty much every team out mm-hmm. there. Um, I feel like the Kraken would be fun just to take him from... Their current shitty situation. <laughs> Not think, like redo the draft. Yeah. But just take them and be like, all right, you're stuck with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Detroit is like already there pretty much. Right. Uh, I used to always want to do Florida, but now Florida's good. So yeah. I'm like, never mind. Yeah. I've got to do it. Like, I should be able to do teams that are like Blues rivals. Because, right. like, I won't do the Blackhawks. I have some standards. But, like, <laughs> Arizona would be fun, except for I feel like. To me, thus They're far, got it. You ain't got nothing left to trade. Well, that's the thing. It's like you have to you have to rebuild them through the draft. Yeah, and I don't think that's as fun. Like yeah. I just don't want to sim through like six seasons. And be like, hey, that guy I drafted is finally yeah. pretty good. I'm like, nah. I'll take some really good up and comers that were just drafted because they'll kind of make it pretty soon. But uh-huh. anyone where it's like, if I draft this guy in two years, then he'll be here in six years. I'm like, I'm not playing it that long. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, I feel the same way. Like when you say that and you're like, and I'm like, no, I love the drafting. And I'm like, I don't know. And it's like, I never play long enough for those guys to be stars. Maybe they'll just have started making an impact. You know, I think, uh, I mean, there obviously are people that play like way deep, Uh which I always find kind of interesting because I'm like at a certain point, even the guys that are rookies now or draft, like, let's say like like Owen or whatever, they're gone. Yeah. And like, so it's an entirely, they're all made up. Yeah. Oh, they give you coaches now, which they might have done last year, but uh-huh. I missed 21. Um, 
And they're just an amalgamation of like names from the yeah. NHL. I love it. My like coach's name is Lance like Bruvy. it's like Sergey Getzlav or something. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You'd be like uh, Craig Laviolette. <laughs> mm. They do do this thing though too, and they, again, they might have done last year. But like, if you're pl- if a player retires, uh-huh. and sometimes they'll tell you like, oh, this player became a scout for the team they just retired from. Like, yeah. oh, that's kind of weird. That's fun. It's fun. I like uh, that happens in real life all the time. Yeah, so. It's so realistic. Yeah. I saw um, Chris Thorburn at, at Traverse City this year. So. And Trader Joe's. <laughs> he also was a Blues player. So he's got that going for him. Uh, so cool. We'll, we'll keep, keep us posted. Tell us if you win the Stanley Cup or lose the Stanley Cup to Jesse's Buffalo Sabres. You and Jesse are basically friends. Yeah, now. we know each other. First yeah, name basis. That's right. I call him Jesse. He calls me. If he was going to call guy. you, he'd call you Ian. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. If he talked to me, he'd probably use my name. Yeah, that's right. First name First basis. basis. Uh, you have any New Year's resolutions for the Blues, Ian? No, you, uh, you wrote the segment down. Yeah, the segment's not fucking dead in the water. <laughs> uh, unlike unlike some of those other ones that die later on the vine, <laughs> this one just walked around the game. My New Year's away. resolution for the Blues is to have New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do it on New. Maybe we do it next week. We think about it some. What what about the year in review? You know what? I think this year... Oh, yeah, no, we should do a year in review. Tell us what you want, people. You're the people. You're the people listening to this show for some reason. I'd say if you think about hockey this year, I think, uh, like, the poop emoji. Uh That's kind of what I think overall. Uh, Not to to trivialize everything that's gone on, but between COVID, between the Kyle Beach story, between uh, the Blues getting spanked and ousted in the first round of the playoffs last year, it's just been kind of like, I mean, the Blues are good right now, but it's been kind of a rough ride as far as like hockey is concerned. And it's like, you know what? I hope 2022 is just better. It's just better for everyone. I hope the NHL is better. It won't be. Much like all New Year's resolution things, nothing will change. Yeah. Um, but I sure hope I sure hope. I sure does. hope it does. I sure hope it's not as bad as it was. Um, yeah, I agree. I just want the year to be as normal as possible. I was thinking about it. We're entering the third calendar year of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon we'll be entering the third starting the third year it'll be the second year anniversary in like march Mm. well february really i guess but like march was when we started locking down we can't keep doing it (laughs) it's gotta you gotta stop you gotta go um so uh oh you know what we should talk about before we go besides the winter classic have you read? Have you heard all this stuff about uh, Matt Barzal being replaced by a Reploid? <laughs> was he actually missing? So he was like, I don't think he was actually missing. I just think Barry Trotz didn't know where he was, mm. and then it's just turned into this spiraled into this huge joke of like he was missing, and then Barry Trotz made some comments about like, yeah, when he was in practice, it was like that looked like Matt Barzal. But a little rusty or something like uh-huh. that. And I'm like, yeah, look like him because you replaced him with an android. <laughs> but this is a whole thing. I don't really know the full story. but I have um, heard that. And I believe it is true. Let me see if Matt Barzell clone 
You didn't catch anything. Uh, Matt Barzell replaced. By Android. Matt Barzell missing. Matt Barzell T2000. Nothing. Nothing. Well, you failed me, Internet. Twitter might have answers, but uh, are you hyped for the Winter Classic? Are you are you psyched? Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm. I guess I've been. I've become more excited in the last like 24 hours than I have been at any point leading up to it. Because really, I was excited for the jerseys, uh-huh. and then I was kind of like, I don't care about the game as much. And then it was even harder to care because of all the COVID cancellation crap and everything. And I was just like, I just don't even care about hockey now. Uh, but now that we're back, now that it's like the second game we get as we come back from that little break, um, I am excited for it. It's against the, Min- against the Minnesota Wild, my least favorite team. I'm gonna, you know, I'll go on mine. My least favorite team. Really? No, not true. But just like, <laughs> like just they're one I thought about rebuilding, but then I was like, but they're also mm-hmm. pretty good. Am I gonna be friggin' saddled with that monstrosity of a buyout if I rebuild them? Mm-hmm. Oh, then that that might be fine. That might be, that might be worth <laughs> it. it. Might be. See if we can navigate this. Sorry, Bill Ki- Sorry about what's about to happen to your young career, Carol. But you've signed on now. You're not going anywhere. Stephen, how many? Here's some questions. Some Winter Classic questions for you. Okay. How many Winter Classics have there been now? Um, nine. Thirteen. 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 Thirteen mm-hmm. of the New Year's Day ones. It says thirteen total winter classes, and we lost one in that time. So these have been happening for fourteen we years now. One. Yeah, we did, and we lost the COVID year one. We didn't have one last year. Oh, or are they lost. counting oh, the Lake the Blues? Oh no, no. Like, what? <laughs> are we counting the Lake Tahoe thing? Maybe. I don't no, know. those are all stadium series. Yeah, those are different. So thirteen? Huh? Crazy. All right, keep going. Okay. Uh, let's see. By the numbers, there are there's a player on the Blues team that has been in four. Brandon Sod. I okay, did see that. Good job. <laughs> or there's a player that's been in three. Tyler Bozak. That's right. Good guess. Sherlock. I... <laughs> none of those. Are you cheating? None of those were with us. No. All Toronto. I guess so. Yeah. Fuck you, Toronto. You get three of them, <laughs> and then there's three players or three players that have been in two each. The Flyers have gone a thousand times, so one of them Shin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, they've all got to be players who weren't here before. Ryan O'Reilly. No. No. <laughs> God no. I guess this will be his. No, I don't know if this will be his second. I don't know. Maybe no, his first. He wasn't on our first one. Um, Tory Krug, perhaps, because mm-hmm. he's a he played for the Bruins. How many more am I looking for? One more. Oh, James Neal. <laughs> this one's hard. It is. A, it is a regular player. It's not like a scratched guy yeah, or somebody yeah. else like that. Not David Perron. Was he here for that one? That's 2017. He was here, yeah? Yeah, that was the year before he was gone, before he was back, right? Yeah. Uh, the sandwich year, we like to call it. Um, wow, okay. 
Not Bruchnevich, I wouldn't think. You're too young. Give me time, Ian. I need time. <sighs> defense? Is it a defenseman? It is. Marco Scandella? It is. Oh, God. Because he was on the wild for two. Yeah, because they've been but a they, lot. But they haven't been to any. No, they only went this to their, one. This is their first one. The other one was a stadium series game. I thought I saw them listed as one and Ellen. Oh, they are, yeah. Who'd they play? They were Chicago? on the road for somebody, probably. <laughs> Must have been. Must have been. Detroit, the easiest guess. Detroit, perhaps. That would be the only other possibility, but it's always Chicago. So then who do you play with the other one, then? Montreal? Montreal? Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo. That was a whole sentence I just said yeah. there. <laughs> and there are three Minnesotans on the Blues team currently. Can you name them? Scott Perunovich, mm-hmm. Justin Falk. Mm-hmm. This other one's bullshit, isn't it? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, wait. Charlie Lindgren. Yeah. That's, is he still on the team? Yeah, he's back. Because Huso's not back. Oh, cool. So cool. he'll be up there. Cool. his native land. Um, and then it says Craig Bruby was assistant coach for 200 Classics, both with Philadelphia in 2010 and 2012. And then Steve Ott played in the 2018 or 2016 Centennial Classic. Nice. 2016? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That's where Detroit was beating the poop out of Toronto. And then Toronto came back. Yeah? Toronto came back and won. Is that the one, though, right before where John John Michael Lyles was traded, like, off the ice? That was hard. That was hardcore. They, Jesse Blake and his stream had a... Toronto Winter Classic jersey that I do not remember at all. That was like white, and the leaf was white too, and it actually looked really cool. Was well, somebody like, was dripping. Um, who was it? Oh, it was Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander of the NBA, uh, who had a like a fourteen Winter Classic jersey on, and it was hot. It was friggin' hot. Maybe this was the one at the yeah this one. I don't know what year this, what year this one was. Maybe it'll tell me. But like that, I like that a lot. Oh, that's nice. This one was nice too. I think that's just. Oh yeah, I that's mean, much better than their man. What was their weird reverse retro that was like gray and shit? It was like mm, terrible. Not for me. Uh, real quick, since we mentioned him, Charlie Lindgren. A uh, shout out to that man. You know, he uh, isn't gonna stay on this team. Billy Huso is gonna take his place. I think the COVID pause really, like, put a stopper in that talk. Because, <laughs> like, you, you know, yeah. it hadn't just been red hot immediately before it. Um, but a shout out to him, man. What a fun story. That's going to be one of those, like, one-off things where we're talking about it for years to come, you know? Yeah. If some other Blues goalie comes up and wins four games in a row, they'll be like, it's he's chasing Charlie Lindgren. And you'll be like, Charlie Lindgren? And then you're like, oh, yeah. So Charles Lindgren? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. We, we had uh, a back and forth with our Buffalo friend Anthony Shandra on Twitter one time in like November where he was like, who's your next 35 year old AHL goalie that's going to come up and dominate the league? And I was like, uh, you better put some respect on Charlie Lundgren's name. And then he came up and did it. So uh, good for him. And thank you, Charlie, for all that you contributed to our team. Now get out of here. No, I'm, I'm, it's cool that he gets to go to a winter classic in his home state. You know, mm. that's fun. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very, listen, I'm very glad that I'm at home. 
Um, I have be very cold. I have no desire whatsoever to be at that game. Uh, maybe they do another one in Bush Stadium. I'll buy tickets or they do a stadium series at the soccer field or something. I'm all in, but uh, oh, yeah. no thank you to minus 20. And on the other hand, on the other hand, though, if you're going, stop bitching about it. You're going <laughs> to the Winter Classic. You knew it was going to be Minnesota. You, can either, you knew it yeah, was exactly. January. It's going to be you cold, bro. You can either sell your tickets or you can go and not complain. But stop being the guy that's like, oh, it's so terrible. I have to go and be cold at the Winter Classic. I'm sorry, friend. That's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So, uh, Anthony Duclair scored his 100th goal. And everybody's excited. That's right. So, uh, yeah, I was still trying to crack the mystery of why the Blues traveled in a Foo Fighters plane, but um, nonetheless, I think that's all we've got. Anything else you want to say before we hop on off of here? Uh, You know, thank you for listening this whole year. If you're new this year, thanks for sticking with us. If you're from many years prior, if you're from possibly four years ago, because that's how long (laughs) we've been kicking around. If we this is the first it. episode you've listened to in four years, that's understandable. <laughs> you'll notice you'll notice one thing. We have not changed. We haven't gotten any better. Yeah. We're trying. You know, we are trying, but, but we're not doing we're it. Not we're not telling failing, you anything better. We're failing miserably, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so, yeah, that's the whole story. And uh, we will be back next week with thoughts on the Winter Classic and... Thoughts on thoughts on thoughts and fox and socks and I've talked too much. I'm we're done. It's we're over. Done. It's over. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night.